Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, Soap fans and true believers. Happy Inauguration Day, and hopefully it is a brand new day for us as a nation, especially the soap opera nation that has been both help in the sense that we've had a renaissance of soaps in the time of corona and hurt by all the preemptions. But let's hope that that changes with the administration. Okay, now for the show. I have Sirius XM host and Super Soap fan Larry Flickin to chat about, you guessed it, since it's in the name, soaps. Enjoy! listening to Believe in Soap Operas. As always, I'm Lucretia Lyon, and I have, as I just called him before we got on mic, a legit DJ of sorts, <laughs> sort of like my dad used to be, Mr. Larry Flick. How you doing, Larry? I'm well. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, so you do the, the podcasting, you know, soap version, and not like I do over it forever in a day, more the you do this every day. <laughs> yes, what, I have... Yeah. Uh, I have a, a daily a daily interview show that runs exclusively on the SiriusXM app, and then I also uh, I also host a morning show on uh, on Studio Fifty Four Radio, which is an old seventies uh, disco station. Well, that's just fun, and yeah, no wonder you love love GH because there's so much connection with GH specifically and their major history with disco, not just you know Luke and Laura, but Fanola Hughes as well. Because oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, she yeah, was yeah. in the Saturday Night Live, uh, Saturday Night Fever sequel. There, she hmm. sure was, yeah. And and I, I don't think she's aged a bit since. <laughs> no, she yeah. hasn't. No, she hasn't. I do like to tease her. Uh, Fanola Hughes and I are, are good friends, and I tease her often. Uh, about those uh, those staying alive uh, dance routines. It's uh, one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> yeah, because that's what she was for so long was just a, a dancer. I wouldn't say she was just a dancer, dancer yeah. but quite you know. I mean, she was in Cats and all this, but mostly people like me know her as Anna Devane. I mean, one of the coolest females in soap opera history. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I remember when she came on. See, I've been watching. Um, since the summer I broke my foot when I was 13, I'm uh, 57 now. Mm-hmm. And so I've been watching, you know, they're making references to um, the, uh, the, you know, the killing, the murder of David Hamilton by Laura uh, Collins, Spencer mm-hmm. Weber Baldwin. Um, yeah. yeah, all the names. Um, and, yeah, and I saw that storyline. That was the, one of the first storylines I saw as a as a young teenager watching the show it was a very 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 good story actually that that's so cool that it was like right around the time you started watching because again it was before i was born but it's so cool (laughs) to me to hear about this history because i really love um the show and and its use of history because sometimes they'll use things that i remember from my childhood but but i think it's really cool that they're going back to the roots and and this is a story focused on laura and laura without luke i mean we've been asking for years to have Jeannie francis front and center and to me this whole storyline 
is. So so they are sticking pretty close with the original as far as you can remember. Yes. I mean, they're, they're obviously rewriting the whole Gray family history. Um, but there are elements that are that are pretty accurate to the show's original storyline Bible. Um, she was adopted um, and she was a, a bad girl. She was a teenager and uh, uh, on, on, the, uh, on a mission to be a model. And she was, uh, you know, in the full teenage rebellion storyline against Leslie Weber, yeah. her adopted mother, and uh, Dr. Rick Weber, her adopted father, and, um, and took up with a much older man. She was underage. She was a teenager. They had an affair. She wrote all these letters to him and these poems. And uh, it's necessary to know that because they, for weeks and actually months, uh, had this story, this moment where she was all dolled up and, you know, with the big fancy soap opera hair, 70s uh -huh. style. And she, you know, had been, you know, giving herself to this older man. And he laughed at her. He mocked her. And he took the letters and he tore them up. In the poems, and he just tore them up. And he threw them in the air. And all of a sudden, everything went slow motion and, you know, as soap operas will do, they mm -hmm. play like, you know, the little, the little music box kind of going sour and <laughs> she, and she, you know, kind of lunged for him and accidentally killed him, but she didn't remember for a very long time. So that scene with the, you know, the, you know, the, the music box sounds and the papers flying and her crying and him laughing at her played, I think over months as Leslie, her adopted mother, took the um, took the blame for the crime and actually went to jail for it. Yeah, that's so crazy. To it think was a about. great yeah. storyline. It was yeah. a, it, this is a pre Luke. This is before Anthony Geary came on the show, and um, when she and uh, and Nurse Bobby were fighting over Scotty Baldwin. <laughs> that's you know, yeah, it was. Early days. Actually, a very, a, my fondest, my strongest memory when I broke my foot the summer I was 13, my mom watched soaps. She watched the ABC shows. Oh, mine and, too. Yeah, both of my parents. That was the yeah, one thing they and, got along about. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so I, um, you know, so I never, re I mean, I, I eventually became so enamored of shows that I, I started watching all of them and keeping up with all of them. But I was an ABC yeah. guy. And, um, and I remember the day that, Jackie Zeman, who played who plays Bobby, Bobby yeah, uh, was on One Life to Live <sighs> as the hooker Lana McLean was killed, and she was in the final shot on One Life to Live, dying. And in the first scene, you saw her walking at the nurses' station as Nurse Bobby, making her very first appearance. Well, that's really cool that they set that up because I, I always loved when people would soap up. I mean, especially now when we're just down to four, because again, yeah. my favorite is was One Life to Live. And my favorite character was, of course, Todd Manning. And so, I mean, Todd Manning, the character itself even spawned over to GH until the whole Prospect Park mess. But yeah, yeah it's so yeah. nice to have Roger on the soap. But, and that's one of my favorite things. So so for you, which was your favorite? Was it General Hospital or, or one of the other ones? Um, it was it was a toss up between General Hospital and uh, Ryan's Hope. Oh yeah, 
because Ryan's Hope uh, existed in actual New York City, which is where I'm from, where I was born and raised. And so they, unlike any of the other soaps, they rooted the show in actual streets of the city. And um, it was kind of fun to see, first of all, an Irish Catholic family, which is, I'm Italian Catholic family, I'm Italian Catholic, but it was pretty common to, you know, I mean, in the Bronx where I was born and raised in New York, you know, it was a melting pot. And so it just felt more kind of like I knew these people even when it got crazy and bizarre. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I pretty much stuck with, with, the, uh, with the network straight through from, from Ryan's Hope straight down through the edge of night. Um, and, and um, you know, my foot healed, but I still kept watching. <laughs> I mean, and I remember all the different experiments, like when the shows were originally, they were all 30 minutes. And then the ratings were so high that they had decided to see what would happen if they expanded One Life to Live in General Hospital each by 15 minutes. And so it was a 90 minute block. It was 90 minutes of, of soaps. And so you would have um, one from, I think it was from two to 2.45 or something like that. Yeah. And then from, uh, you know, it, it, would, it would play until, yeah, 3.30 was when General Hospital would end. And then The Edge of Night would come on. And then you would have like, you know, uh, the uh, afternoon movie, Channel 7, you know, our local ABC affiliate, used to have like a, an, after, an afternoon movie like Elvis week and stuff like that. That was back in the seventies and the early eighties. Um, so fun. yeah, so it was, it was, you know, it was very interesting to kind of watch the various permutations and, you know, um, you know, the CBS shows were more fun because they were way more ABC shows seem to be more earthy. Yeah. They're very grounded. Right. The CBS degree. shows were very, very, very melodramatic. Like, you know, um, uh, um, uh, Oh my gosh! What was he? Uh, I'm losing my my thought. The search guiding for light uh, as the world turns and search uh, for tomorrow, yeah. and then yeah, NBC was a little bit more glossy with uh, mm-hmm. another world and Sunset Beach and Passions and Santa Barbara, and you know I was I became hooked on all of it. It was a very you know these were these were you know the grand old days of afternoon drama. You know where you had so many shows you couldn't keep up you know and um then of course there was that brief period of time when we had generations the first all african-american soap and dark shadows was a daytime and dark shadows dark shadows was on uh i believe it was also on abc for a while but i could be wrong yeah my Um, dad had all the tapes so i got hooked on uh, you know dark shadows being able to watch it whenever i wanted but yeah, (laughs) yeah yeah I mean, you know, and, and back then, every show had a very, very, very distinctive flavor and yeah. look. And, um, and yeah, I mean, ultimately, I, I, I spent most of my uh, soap viewing time on ABC just because it felt a little bit more real, you know, as real as soaps can be. Yeah. Certainly. But, uh, but that was the fun of it. You know, you kind of watched it knowing that it was going to be a little ridiculous. I mean, on Ryan's Hope, they had, you know, Delia, you know, in a yeah. King Kong story. You know, oh. it was, some of it was kind of bizarre. You know, there was a Casey the Alien on General Hospital with Anna <laughs> and, and yeah. Robin. You know, there were some really, really harebrained stories, but you kind of went along for the ride of it all. 
And it must be crazy to think about because Ryan's Hope was a little before my time, but I love that General Hospital has included a lot of Ryan's Hope nods, including Elaine Kirsten being on there. Um, yes. Did they portray that very well? Because that's what I've always been curious because, I mean, technically Ava would be a product of that show, who's my fave. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, you know, they 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 do the the as many nods as they can mm -hmm. um, without making it too obtuse, yeah. you know. Um, I mean, I think the most it's you know, I've only recently restarted my uh, my soap viewing during all this COVID stuff. I kind of fell out of uh, out of it all for a while. Um, I know we all and, have our dark times where we fall out of love with it, but we yeah, you know, back. I just kind of like, like you know, I, yeah, I just, I just, stopped, <laughs> I just, you know, life just took me away from my TV as much as I wanted to be, um, and you know, I mean, for a time the shows were just not as good as as I as I remembered them, and and then you know when you suddenly you know I had COVID earlier this year, I spent a lot of time just staring at the TV. Um, oh. And, uh, you know, so when, so I, I had time to catch up on where, where uh, the shows that are on were before they all closed down. So I was ready to kind of like reinvest once they came back. And, and I dare say my beloved general hospital is the one that's kicking ass right now. Oh, it is. I, I will say like, I have always felt like in the, these last four GH was definitely number one. Cause it was the one I grew up watching. So there was of course a little bit of bias, but I even came to watch one life to live. I mean, uh, watched, uh, Y and R after one life to live was canceled and all my children. And, uh, because everybody was going over there, all the actors that I grew up. So I could, it was easy to like that one. Cause you saw a lot of familiar faces and two, that was on SoapNet as well at one point. So I remembered right. people like th there was that familiarity. But right. it, due to the pandemic, I got into days because they were the only ones airing new episodes. And with Bold, it's so short. And they were the first one back. And, the, you know, I get why they call it the Bold and the Beautiful. They make some bold choices. It's certainly in its own little category. But it's yeah. it's been a tough, you know. I've given all the shows uh, a fair sample because I like it. And I used to, yeah. I actually was uh, lucky enough to be a writer for Soap Opera Weekly back uh, during the early 2000s. Um, I worked with Freeman Gunter and Mimi Torchin there. And, um, you know, the other three shows are, from my point of view, uh, in, in kind of tough shape right now. Um, I mean, this mannequin story on the bold and the beautiful is, I mean, like I said, I, I watched Casey the alien on general <laughs> hospital yeah. and, and King Kong on Ryan's hope. And, you know, a lot of really crazy, you know, the, you know, uh, Vicky, Vicky uh, Buchanan going back to some, you know, <laughs> time, you know, in the time yeah. machine. So I, you know, listen, I'm, I'm not one to kind of say, I don't like the far out stories. I don't, you know, I get it. And, you know, that's part of why daytime is fun is because they're willing to take risks. But this guy having a relationship with a mannequin is really next level creepy in a way that's not fun. It's just sort of weird. And I, and I and I'm not I'm trying because <laughs> the actor yeah, Matthew um, Atkinson is the best actor on the show. He's, yeah. He is he is he's playing it like it's Shakespeare. Yeah. But 
baby. If I were him, I would be calling my agent saying, get me <laughs> out of here with a quickness. This is not good. This is not good. And this whole thing with standings in love scenes is yeah. also really weird. Um, you know, all, not, the shows don't have a uniform approach to, to COVID protective uh, measures. And, and I think this whole stand-in thing is is a little weird and don't write don't don't write those scenes yeah i feel like they they make a lot of bold choices uh pardon the pun to like separate the show from the others but part of the problem with the show just as a newer viewer i, I mean i liked matthew atkinson on YNR, just like i liked thorsten k on all my children so i can kind of get behind them a little bit sure but they're for the few of the people on the show do you actually care about i mean and you got rena sofer but you barely see her and you're like really i mean she's a talent and, and, and this the show itself just doesn't have a lot of substance so i feel like they are just grasping at straws because this mannequin stuff really made headlines these switch in and out with the love scenes but there's still no substance to the show and i do wonder if there ever was because i've tried to talk to people and they're like no this is how the show kind of is i mean the social distancing yeah, and i'm like Ugh. i mean you would always have these harebrained stories and then you see the thing is the show never recovered from susan flannery leaving susan flannery was the matriarch of the show and um you know, when she, I mean, she stayed until she was really just tired and ready to retire. Yeah. And the show never recovered from her retiring, from my point of view, because they would always give her a story that would allow her to submit something for Emmy consideration. And in doing so, they created good content. She was not, because she was an old school actress actress from from Hollywood and she was considered one of the grand dames of daytime she would not put up with mannequin storylines she would tell them I'm not doing that just like when they she decided to cut her hair off and stop you know letting them set it for big poofy hairdos <laughs> she just said I'm not doing that and they would say but you but we want you to and she's like well I'm really proud of you but I'm not doing it <laughs> and they would go along with it because she was Susan fucking Flannery um and so the show never really recovered from her leaving. The show, the show lost a number of really important actors that they never really recovered from. I don't, I don't feel like they ever really recovered from the original Ridge leaving, Ron Moss. I don't think mm -hmm. they ever really recovered from Hunter Tylo leaving. Um, these were like the great, these were the actors who knew how to take these bizarre harebrained stories and make them musical and make them sing and make you think, ah, this is ridiculous, but I love it because it's Hunter Tylo, it's Ron Moss, it's Susan Flint. And you just think, you know, we don't have that on the show anymore. Yeah, so, because when you have Dylan Quartermain acting like a real douchebag, you know, Scott Clifton, who's so likable, even he doesn't like his character. And I'm like, none of these yeah. guys make any sense for any of these women to be fighting yeah. Except maybe Dr. Finn, but he's new and no one's fighting over him. So, so it, it's really hard to, and that's where I'll say with that show, it's like, it, because it's so short, I watch it because I do this, but it's not great. 
by any means and it's barely watchable it, it, certainly if you don't have that history but it, it seems to me that even the people with that history are, are kind of like what the hell yeah the thing about the show is that it does very very well internationally it's probably of the four the most successful internationally because it's sold and licensed all around the world where it plays in prime time so you know, and that's the bread and butter of all these shows is not really none of these shows make any money during their network time slots. They all they all recoup and, 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 and gain profit from licensing deals, from replay rights. You know, General Hospital has been reborn because of the deal that, it, that the network made with Hulu. Yeah. Uh, the ratings on Hulu are quadruple the numbers on actual ABC. Um, you know, I'm I'm very I'm I'm probably going to be moving to the UK uh, in the new year, and I'm already working out how I'm going to keep my Hulu <laughs> so I can watch my General Hospital because I won't be able to watch it on on ABC. Yeah, it's um, unfortunate. It's not in Canada, I of all places, but I, yeah. it's good to know it's in the UK because, uh, yeah, all my Canadian friends, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I don't know how you deal. Yeah, I mean, it's very hard, but, you <laughs> yeah. know, but Young and the Restless, you know, those Bell shows are extraordinarily successful in Europe. And, you know, we're at that point again where we're going to be biting our nails about the possibility of Days of Our Lives going away. Did you know that people used to have to take their photos and have them developed before they could even look at them? That's crazy, right? How did they share them with everyone to get likes and comments? Well, now you can have your cake and eat it too, thanks to free prints. You can still share your photos on Insta for all those likes, plus get them printed out. So retro, just like they did when the soap started. Free prints is a free app for iPhone and Android that lets you print out all your photos for free. You get 1,000 free four by six photo prints a year and you just pay for shipping. You can even print out different sizes for next to nothing. Just select the photos you wanna print, choose the sizes and you're done. Then your premium quality prints arrive at your doorstep in just days. Free Prints is one of the world's favorite apps. Download it now at freeprints.com and start enjoying real professional quality free prints. No subscriptions, no commitments, just free prints. Again, go to freeprints.com to get the app and your 1,000 free prints. I sure hope not, because as a I new I hope not, day, too, even though I think, it's, yeah. I, think, I think right now, uh, Days of Our Lives is really struggling. Um, you know, I... Uh, I see the ratings, but I'm enjoying it. I think that, you know, they know what to do with Tamara Braun. I I like her. Yeah, yeah. I I try because it has, you know, it has Tamara Braun. It has Deidre Hall. It has Drake Hogeston. These are legacy actors. It has Wally Kurth, who's a personal friend of mine. Love Um, um, But it's the show I struggle with the most. Even more than even, even more than bold, <laughs> even more than bold. Yeah, I'm just struggling with it. I'm just, you know, uh, because I feel like I feel like, you know, in, in catching up a general hospital, um, you know, catching up the reruns and all that of general hospital before really getting into the new this post COVID era. They obviously took the time during COVID to write the ship and they completely you could feel that they they redirected stories, they 
handle certain things differently than they were moving toward. And I feel like when you, when you produce a show eight months in advance, no, you did not have Days of Our Lives miss a beat, but you also had Days of Our Lives not writing the course and taking a minute to catch, your breath, catch their breath and figure out what was going wrong. I think the, you know, I think it's unfortunate that Bold and Reviewful didn't figure out what they were doing wrong and fix it, but, um, but there's always hope, you know? I mean, I think, and I think The Young and the Restless is sort of gradually evolving in a good direction. They had, a, for me- I, I see a lot of a hope bump, there, yeah. Yeah, they had a really bumpy return. Um, for me, they had a very bumpy return. Yeah, their first episode back was great, but after that, it was like, what are we doing? What? what I, I mean, I, I like Adam. I think Mark Grossman is a great actor. He was a good replacement, but the storyline they had for him was just too much, and it just didn't really go anywhere i mean and they changed direction so many times and yeah and there were just that was all like that was it (laughs) and you're like okay well what about all these other characters we care about like phyllis and jack and you know like i don't know why michelle stafford left general hospital to go back to yr just so that she could do nothing (laughs) yeah (laughs) i don't get it but that's just me her versus Victoria, I'm interested in seeing because I love this Victor Victoria they have going on here. Mm. And they're finally giving Amelia Henley some some good material. And because to me, it's like, yeah, she's been in the role for so long. She is Victoria. So it's like, let, let's let her be her father's daughter. And that's way more interesting than being pathetic about, which I get Billy. I mean, especially any, you know, Billy Miller or Jason Thompson. He's adorable, but being sappy over him, eh. Well, and see, that is where, you know, there are a lot of reasons to complain about General Hospital, and we can do those. But I will say that there are a fair number of its, you know, A-list actors working right now. And we're not seeing a lot of Heather Tom. We're not seeing a lot of Rena Sofer. We're not seeing a lot of of, of, uh, uh, Melody uh, Thomas Scott. We're not seeing a lot of a lot, you know, we're not seeing a lot of Eileen Davidson. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're not seeing like when you have people of this caliber and you're not playing them. You know, I get that you're, you're trying to play the younger people, but that ship has sailed. Well, so play, I love me play, some play, summer. Maybe a core audience. Yeah, <laughs> it's like right? summer is great, and I like Kyle. But let's face it, they got rid of the wrong person in the younger set and replaced him with an even worse person. Sally, yeah, yeah, I like I mean, Theo, but Lola can go. Boring. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. not working. Yeah. It's just not working for me, you know. And so, you know, then if you flip over to, to General and you have, you know, you have Jeannie Francis, Nancy Lee Grom, Jane Elliott is back. Yes. You know, we're finally seeing a little bit of Leslie Charles. And listen, Leslie's not really on her game right now. So, yeah. you know, she's an older lady and she's doing what she can. But, you know, you have, you know, we're even going to see John York again. And, you know, listen, yes. any day I get to see, you know, any episode where I get to see Jeannie Francis and, and Jane Elliott in the same episode, you know, I'm celebrating because these are like, these are like actors who can take the most ridiculous storylines and some, you know, like this, this whole Tracy and Alexis, Alexis storyline is so kind of stupid. Yeah. yeah. It's really dumb, but you could see that the two women were having a great time doing it. Yeah. Cause and they're that, friends and that's fun to watch. And so yeah. they, so they sold it. It's all about selling it, you know? Um, yeah. You know, soap fans are really funny though, because I was, you know, 
yeah. just watching today's episode of GH. It was so and good. It was a very good episode. Yeah. I mean, I missed about 15 minutes because we had to see Joe Biden get his vaccine and God bless him. I'm glad yeah. for him. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I also kind of follow Twitter. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh. During the commercials. And, you know, the 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 intensity of, you know, hate for uh, the dude who plays Peter, it always it's so it's funny, but it's so mean. And I'm like, guys, I understand not liking a character, but but bless Wes Ramsey's heart. He seems like a sweet person. You do realize he's a person, right? Peter is a character. Keep but it all about Peter. But here's the yeah. thing that nobody wants to address. Mm-hmm. He's Laura Wright's partner. Yeah. He's not going anywhere. That's what I keep telling people. It's like, look, and, and I even made the joke, and, the, and of course they must listen to this, because I was like, look, if they want more people to like Peter, maybe have some shirtless scenes with Wes, Wes Ramsey, because I follow him on Instagram, and, and yeah, hey. just that, like to take yeah. his shirt off. <laughs> but, the, but the thing and is, they that, did. You know, she is, she is their A number one, top of the call sheet yeah. lead actress. They need to keep her happy. And you're not going to make your a number one top of the call sheet list actress happy. If you fire her partner. Yeah. It's just not yeah. the way it works. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not the way it works. And, you know, when people talk about, you know, why aren't they playing this one? Why are they not playing that one? I think that there's sometimes, and I hate to shatter it for anybody who doesn't know, but <laughs> oh, we, talk, worked, we shatter things on this show all the time for people. It's, and the thing is, you know, because of, because of yeah. my, because of my work and because yeah. I'm, I've been very lucky to know, I, you know, I have a number of friends who work on GH, you know, Same. some <laughs> actors don't get play because they're assholes and the, and the producers don't want to work with them. And some or, actors don't get play because they don't want to like, like, well, there's like, that too. Yeah. Like they're like, no, we're happy just coming in and out. We don't, we have other stuff going on. We have other pots, you know, you know, I mean, you know, for every time that we, we know the story of like, you know, the legendary killing a Dixie with, with, you know, poison pancakes and all my children, mm-hmm. My my because beloved patty. <laughs> right. Because because people hated her, you know, the, the producers hated her on that show. For every time we hear about it, there are a dozen more that we don't find out about. Yeah. You know, and the fact is, if the rumors are true, and I think they might be, they're breaking Jason and Sam up because the actors have decided that they don't like each other anymore. That's been a duh. And again, I don't want to say people like, you know, listen, but really like pay attention to people. She doesn't, she doesn't look happy anymore. like in those scenes. Like she doesn't, she doesn't want to, she doesn't want to hang on him anymore. He is a very, you know, Steve Burns is a very interesting guy. Have you listened to the podcast he does with Bradford Anderson? Uh, occasionally I'll look it, into some of it. If a, it has a, cute people in it. <laughs> it's a very, very funny show. But, you know, he's like a real dude bro in real life. But he's also like he's 50-something years old. He's really conservative. And she's not. You know, she's like a party chick. At least she used to be. You know, they just just don't line up. But they're both really important actors and important characters to the fabric of the show. So also, it's just, listen... Just because you love a character or an actor doesn't mean that they're nice people. It, it really just, doesn't, guys. Like, and 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 you know and and sometimes, you know those they 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 alienate 
to the point where the writers will say, you know, I just don't feel like dealing with this person. So I'm not going to. And, you know, is that fair? I don't know. It's up to somebody else to decide. You know, it's just it's just Hollywood. They make more money than I do. I don't care. Well, how do, how do I say this to most people I, I as being well not at the moment still like uh, in Texas because LA is like uh, figuratively on fire but like as someone who's been there and understands how a lot of this really works and and how much uh, money and, and things are involved and also has worked regular jobs it's like guys there isn't any difference. There really isn't. Sometimes the people complaining on Twitter even make more than the actors. I loved when little uh, <laughs> Haley Pulo said, said that, like, uh, you probably make more money than me, like, who's Molly on General Hospital. And, and it's one of those things sometimes, it, certainly where certain things are involved. It's like, guys, just imagine your own job. And if you dealt with things like that, if you didn't get along with someone for whatever reason, would you want to be in scenes with them all the time? And, uh, and yeah. Just, yeah, I mean, or what, or work with them all the time. It, 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 Hollywood isn't special again, shattering things for people. It's really not like, and, it, it, they're just like you and me or. Yeah. You know, and the show, the shows are not making enough money to, force the actors to stay in storylines. You know, there are a number of couples, particularly on Days of Our Lives, back in the day, that hated each other. But the show was a cash cow and the actors were cash cows and they all just had to suck it up and deal with it. That is not the case now. So if you have two of your A players and they're not getting on well, you know, if you can find a way to keep them both happy so that neither of them actually leave the show, because right now you need to keep your A players happy so they don't they don't leave, then you find a story that will be, you know, like I think breaking up Jason and Sam was gave gave uh, gave gave Sam some of the best material I've seen her have since before I stopped watching the show. It certainly was performed that way. Um, I, I will say that 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 and two Sam's a character that I have had a love hate relationship. But guys, be fair. I had that with Elizabeth too. And, and typically, the 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 love the hate for some female characters hate to use a strong word, but it's true comes with their obsession with Jason. But the one thing about Jason is that Jason is a consistent character. Love him or hate him, he yeah. has not been the one to change. The women around him change and yeah. sometimes and but guess what guys away from jason is best except for brit i'm all in for that because that would be fun because she's not a mom she can be in the dangerous life <laughs> yeah i mean you know to me it's all very um a lot goes into these things yeah. that you know are not always very clear and you know and it's very interesting though because when you said that about a certain actors not making much money i would uh they had, um, what's her name? Kelly Feebold? Is that Yeah, yeah that's Brett. Uh, she was on, um, on the, uh, the Steve Burton, Brefford Anderson podcast. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know, uh, Kelly plays Brit man, mm -hmm. on, uh, on General Hospital. She says she's still working as a, a server in a restaurant. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think people are aware. I mean, I know uh, Mark Anthony Samuel has a regular gig that he worked as well as playing Felix. A lot of these people have somewhat regular jobs because 
stuff doesn't pay what it costs, what what it used to. And, and then you also have the fact that it's very expensive to live in Los Angeles. I was yes. very fortunate to just be like, well, I'm not going to be able to pay rent this year. Then I'm going to just go hang out in Texas with my family. And it, that's what people don't understand about the pandemic as well. Most of these people we're not getting anything during the the pandemic. I hate to break it to yeah, you. Yeah, well, you know, because the the whole the whole um, the whole breakdown of it all is very different now. Um, the shows are playing the show. I mean, the pacing and the and the way the shows are assembled it has changed so much in the last few years. It took me a while to get used to the new pacing of General Hospital, for example. Um, the scenes are so short that it's rattling. And then an actor, a character will disappear for weeks. And that's not how it played back in the day. So that you would have, you, you would get paid weekly back in the day and you would have an episode minimum um, that, you know, that you would have to play in order to get paid that week. Now it's like you, it's, it's pay for play. Yeah. And and you could go, you know, we haven't seen, for example, we haven't seen Wally Kurth on GH for three weeks. So he hasn't been paid for three weeks. You know, it's a very different environment. And so when people are like, where's who is it? Christina? Is that the one yeah. that about during yeah, the end of the Yeah. You know, but you know what? Like maybe they didn't have enough money to pay her. Because they had to pay all these other people. Exactly. That's maybe more she was working it. a job where she was going to be making as much, if not more, money more consistently. You don't understand. It's like sometimes the producers are nasty, and sometimes they're just trying to hold their shows together as best they can during a time when nobody really cares about them. Yeah. I mean, we have to. We have to. We have to really. And, you know, understand the fact that we're talking about a medium of pop culture that the rest of the industry considers dead. That's yeah. it. It's over. People, you know, I talk to people from different parts of the industry every day and I get titters when they say, oh, so I saw you had like, what, what was that guy from General Hospital? Why are you talking to him? I'm like, have you seen his work? It's incredible. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, but who cares? who cares? And it's some guy from a Netflix show that nobody's going to watch. So, you know, we have to kind of have a little bit more um, perspective. And, and, and I'm not saying rubber stamp bad stories or things that you don't like and just put up with it. But I am saying keep a little, you know, soaps were, were, were built on the extremes. And if you're seeing one character play a lot it's because that character's money in the bank one way or another. So like, for example, you know, if you are always seeing Maurice Bernard on GH, well, there's a reason he's, he's got like nice and he's, he's got, easy to work with. He's got <laughs> like, 20 Emmys. Yeah. He's a, he's a super good dude. He, he know he, he, he can turn shit to sugar. Um, and, and, and people love him just yeah. love him. The viewers are just crazy about him. You know, there have been five Carlys on General Hospital. I don't even talk about the woman mm. who was there for three months and then they got <laughs> rid of her. Um, you know, Laura Wright has yeah. been playing Carly longer than any of them. 
Yeah. And I love me some Sarah Brown. Oh, and I love me some Tamara Braun. I mean, like you know, the three of but, them were all great, but yeah, but Laura this Scarlet. is Carly. Yeah. This is the definitive Carly. She is the mob wife. She is the star of the show. Get into it or go watch B and B. It's not going to suddenly become the Liz Weber show. It's just not going to happen. Oh, because I think people forget that Becky has three younger kids. And again, this is one of those things that, again, I'm not trying to speak for her, but I'm also trying to offer the thing, uh, the, a different perspective as we talk about perspective on here, that maybe she wants to spend time with her family. So she doesn't want to be on the show all the time. And maybe, you know, she doesn't want to get into like these big emotional stories like Jake's for death, like because she's she's a mom and and she wants to focus on that again that that's a possible possibility because trust there me i've talked to other actors yeah right there who, are any who are like don't things. want that yeah you know i've i've interviewed rebecca herbst she's a wonderful wonderful woman so lovely really smart uh very crafty you know for a while she yeah. was making all of her clothes for the red carpet back in the day that's um, cool uh, it, she, yeah, I mean, she's a really, really interesting, multifaceted woman who decided a long time ago that she was going to have a multifaceted life. Yep. You know, and she was married to a guy who was on the show who stopped acting and went into another, you know, do you remember her? Yeah, her, her yeah Juan Santiago, he was. Yeah, yeah. so she's, you know, they're, they're, they're like one of the great love stories to yeah. come out of that show. They're, they've been married for like umpteen years. They've got kids. They've got happiness, you know. Yeah, they have a different life. And that's why sometimes like because I, I I mean, I won't say who, but some of the other actors, they're like, yeah, we don't want to be leads. We don't want to be on all the time. This helps us support our, you know, comic book line or whatever it is. Exactly. Yeah. You know, uh, you know and 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 some characters just don't resonate the way you think they should. Yeah. You know. I have my favorite characters, you know, over the years. I've had characters over the years that I love that I thought, oh, why is he or she not still on? Why did I, you know, like I remember the year of um, when Robin Bernard was on. What was her character's name? The one who, like, didn't remember. She was walking walking through her town naked, singing his lore, his way is my way. <laughs> um, and it was a really long, tough story that went on and on and on. Oh my God, I want to kill myself. The story went on for so long. Like but Julian's that, death. <laughs> yeah. But that girl was hugely popular. They, the, the viewers love that girl. And they, they extended that story by four months because she was so popular, you know, and the same thing with Julian's death, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. that poor guy, you know, they, they, they <sighs> that William DeVry, you know, that was a demoralizing exit for him. But, but at least he got one. Like poor Emmy Ryland, he got two more weeks of pay than her. They shipped her off. Like know, but, you know, I'm gonna. I'm gonna and for just, Lulu, I'm gonna step on the limb. She's no Julie Berman. That's it. I said it. I said what I said. I said I, what I said. I love Julie too, and I feel like they were both great Lulus. But I feel bad for Emmy because she she has the chops. She just didn't get the material that Julie did a lot of she times. She had no chemistry with uh, with Dom. However, you say his last name, Dominic Sambronia. She looked like she was going to break him in half. They're they're just like they're. It was just. It just didn't work for me. 
and I didn't doesn't mean I thought that they should like get rid of her. <laughs> I thought they should have kept her with uh, with Dustin and then carried on. Yeah, they on. were cute. Like I like Mark Lawson. I, I kind of was sad that they had got rid of Dusty, but I understood. I, again, it was one of those where we go from here. Especially well, you had to have you had, yeah. you had to have some actual casualties. I actually respect yeah. the show for actually finding a way to kill people with connections to the main characters yeah. without feeling like you were losing a, you know, I mean. Yeah. It was not like these people didn't have their fans and didn't have connections to your main. It was a good umbrella story. I thought that, they, I know, but, yeah. but I will say, I will say that they were very, 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 very confused about what they were going to do with dev. Cause I, I didn't yeah. see any of the storyline leading up to the, I didn't see him at all leading up to the re, you know, the reset after COVID. And the first thing I thought was, oh, he's in love with Cam. That's what I That's, thought too. They're gonna have they're gonna have a, a everyone's in love with Cam. And then when he wasn't gay, I thought, oh, he's gonna try to kill Jocelyn. Like he's going to become like, you know, like he's going to assault her. He's gonna rape her. He's gonna do like they're going to make Something him awful. crazy. Yeah. They were going to make him crazy. And then I guess what happened was they thought, you know what? We've got, we've got this bomb storyline. We've got to cut some money from the budget. And we don't really know what we're doing this, with this kid. He's pretty, but you know, none of these stories are really sticking. All right. So we'll just, you know, we'll give him a very quick redemption where he was going to tell the yeah. truth. Um, but he ultimately died with the secret. Okay, that's a good storyline that will play out someday. We haven't, you know, it's very weird. <laughs> He's kind of forgotten. You know? <laughs> yeah, like Britt brought him up last week. But yeah. yeah, it is sad though, but I feel like that's what happens a lot. Like you can get a great actor and you can get a character on the show, but they have to have somewhere to go. And sometimes they try different directions, but because again, guys, it is a business. People have schedules like the show has schedules. You can't accommodate everyone and everything. And yeah. so sometimes something just falls through the cracks. And that's sort of where I felt like dev wound up. Yeah. I mean, he could have been a, a really, you know, he could have been a, a far more important character. The actors seem to have some skill yeah. Uh, very he was very telegenic. He was very good on camera. Um, but you know, he seemed to have based on whether he was being left to his own devices or we, whether he was being given conflicting direction on any given day, the character's intentions were confused. So that, you know, who is this kid and where are we going with this? And and eventually it was just like whether it's whether, you know, it was budget you know failed writing failed direction failed acting it just made losing this character easier because well he was confusing he was confusing and he was also the odd man out in this you know quadrangle teen storyline yeah and two it must be really hard to come in when you have such a great dynamic with cam joss and trina and such great actors behind them again it's no disrespect he wasn't ever given the material that they've been and, and one yeah. good thing about the character's death is it gave all them really great material especially yes. little william lipton who's cameron he 
even though he's not biologically lucky son, uh, most of my life he was lucky son and, and yeah. raised, but he has a very Jonathan Jackson quality that I appreciate. Like he's a good little actor and he's a very good singer. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think, I think he's going to have a really good career. And I think the um, Eden McCoy is, yes. is a, is a movie star just waiting to be discovered. Um, and, you know, she gets played a lot. It really annoyed people when she got so much play during Mike's death. But, you know, she killed. She was the one that killed. was there and she's great. She yeah. slayed the scenes. She's a powerful actor and she made the most of the material. She's got charisma and presence and she can take any weird story turn and make it work and not look like she's 40 years old, but not make it look like she's a little juvenile. I think sometimes they write Trina to be a little young a little juvenile considering the actress is you know not juvenile yeah um but i really like that we're fleshing out trina and portia and giving them this sort of yeah yeah i mean charles they had a good they've had a good week they had a good week um the stuff leading up to this week was a little iffy but they had a really really good week and um I like her. I think she's also going to, I can see her being, you know, a very, again, a very, very successful young actor, you know, there, you know, I mean, daytime has always been um, a, a field team for, for very, very successful actors. And um, if there's anything I've learned coming back to soaps during this weird COVID year is that it still kind of is, yeah, you know, there are some really, really good actors on all of the shows. Um, really, really good actors on all the shows. Yeah, and- Maura West and Roger Howarth could handle any, you know, Christian Bale or Meryl Streep. Yeah, like, you know, or but, James yeah, Patrick I mean, Stewart. I mean, he's so good. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think you know, good news. Or if you haven't been watching, or if you you know whatever. First of all, try to find a sense of humor about it all. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I say. Yeah. Find a sense of humor about it all. It's just a soap. But, um, and they're and fun. That's, and, that's what they're and meant that's for. for. And, you yeah. Know, and that's from someone I've been watching General Hospital for 44 years. Have several seats if you can't keep up with it with the joy, because I have. And I've been, you know, and I've seen them all. I saw, you know, yeah, I, I saw the original Jackie Templeton played by mm-hmm. Demi Moore, you know. I saw when Laura was, you know, was, was another actor, you know, with, with the, the lookalike And I mean, you know, I have suffered through a lot of really weird stories on my shows, um, you know, but they always reward you in the end. Yeah. And I will say that General Hospital has truly been rewarding. Even my mother, who's like in and out on the soaps and has kind of been watching because I've been home. It it is one of those things. She goes, General Hospital just really elevates above all the others, the acting, the writing. And, and, And it wasn't always the case. I will say like everything has its ebbs and flows. But to me, it is just top notch. And and I'm not seeing a lot of hate, but even some of like, like we say, looking at soap Twitter, you're like, oh my God. And to me, sometimes people, if you're that invested in an actor, a character that you leave the show, great. I mean, like you're loyal. That's fine. Nobody but, ever leaves yeah, the no. show. Yeah, nobody no, really nobody does nobody though. You just complain. Show. It's the Howard Stern syndrome. <laughs> it's the Howard Stern syndrome where his listeners back in the day, he had more listeners hate listen than he had people joy listen. (laughs) And it's the same with soaps. It's always been the same with soaps. 
I am not watching this anymore. Did you see today? I'm not watching this what Same time is people. on? You know, it's, I mean, it's okay. It's okay. It's just a show. Get passionate. It gives, it's giving me unbelievable joy to be watching the shows, even Ridiculous Bold and the Beautiful right now. Um, because it's a medium that I love. Um, it's filled with actors I have great admiration for. And, um, you know, they're trying to keep something alive. I'm all about that. I, I don't want it to go away. Um, you know, I'm happier to watch daytime than I am about this new version of All My Children, which is going to be a failure. You think so? Because absolutely. It's funny because I was saying in the beginning of the pandemic that because and especially when they realized that people were still watching these shows over at Disney, they're like, oh, people still watch this. They started doing more General Hospital merchandising. They did the story of soaps. They did a lot of things. And two, you have Kelly Ripa and Mark Consuelos, who are, you know, a little bit more national recognition, even outside of the soap realm. Uh, I, and Susan Lucci, that woman needs to be on TV. It's a crime that she is not yeah. on TV. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to begrudge anyone. Yeah. Watch, I, you know why I say it's going to be, it's yeah. not going to work? Because certain things don't work in prime time. You know, we've seen, I've seen them try to bring General Hospital to nighttime. I remember when Port Charles premiered in nighttime. And, uh, and remember there day. was also the, the you know, <laughs> The GH version, you know, the, what was it called? GH night shift. Night shift. Uh, bless you its know, heart. It just I- doesn't, it just doesn't fly. There's something magical about the daytime drama that you can't move into nighttime. Also, when people realize that you're not going to have 35 actors on a primetime show, and you realize that most of those 35 actors that you're waiting for either are dead or too old to come and do the show and they're going to try to do the show a la the reboot of dynasty, you're going to be really pissed off and you're going to, I don't know. I just, that's what I mean. I, I just think that, you know, most reboots are really a tarnishing of a legacy. That's my belief, you know, um, I would be happier if they, if, you know, if, if Kelly and Mark Consuelos put their money in an original vehicle, I know that the name recognition is important to people and it helps get people on board, but it's also going to create a lot of weird. It's just, I just, I don't think it's going to work. I hope to be wrong. Yes. I didn't enjoy the online versions of all my children or it was terrible. Yeah. Like, and I felt like they were too soon. Like too, because which show, which show was it where it was like the guys talking about masturbating and, it was like I don't remember because I, I like even one life to live, which was my favorite, and still had my favorite people on it. But it, it was, was all it was all tried to be like you know you know like a white guy saying you fly, and it's like don't say that. Yeah, don't, yeah. Don't, it, you know, sh- they didn't have a lot of the people that that wrote for that genre and understood it on those. And, and I feel like streaming, they were just way too ahead of their time. But I feel like if somebody with the right mind could do this. 
that I think it would work today because we've seen, mm. I mean, look at, look at how they did the star Wars prequels and even the JJ Abrams sort of reboot didn't always fly. Like, you know, you had your bright spots like Rogue one, but now they've figured out how to do that in the Mandalorian. And I'm just hoping maybe Pine Valley's the Mandalorian of the, the soap universe. Maybe, maybe, yeah. you know, but I have much more respect and interest in, in the, the building from the ground up of a show like The Bay. Yeah. Or oh, Studio um, City is really good. Sean Kane. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think if you have the money and you have the interest in having, you know, a soap, I think, you know, really invest in giving good writers, soap style writers, a chance to begin to build something from the beginning, you know, get, get, you know, get someone young, get someone, you know, like I thought what, what, what Jamie Giddens tried to do with uh, Ambitions. Yeah. Very exciting. It was a terrific show. Um, it was a very expensive show from what I understand, which is why it didn't, you know, didn't, didn't continue. But, you know, I think that I'm a little bit more interested in, in building from the beginning and giving people a different kind of ownership. You know, I am. I am because I think that there's no way you're going to make the legacy people happy. They're not going to be happy. Well, and that is the sad part sometimes is that, that with soaps and comic books and star Wars and all that, you're always going to have that portion of the fan base that doesn't live in the now. and doesn't understand that things have changed and, and that there gonna, will always be a, yeah. 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 I don't want to understand this is when she's 72 years old, you know, Yes, she looks gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yes, she still do, needs to be on, on TV. But do we want to see her writhing around like Erica used to? It doesn't no. make sense. It's different. Like, just, and that's the thing sometimes with the older actors, even on the soaps now, people want them to have these storylines of a 20 year old. And it's like, that's not how this works. That's not how they want to work. They're yeah. in a different spot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to be continued, we'll see. <laughs> I know. I mean, and we could talk for hours on the subject of soaps, uh, but since we don't have hours, Larry, where can they keep up the conversation with you if they want to talk soaps with you on social media? Please do at Larry Flick on Twitter and Facebook and at Larry underscore Flick on Instagram. All right. And since I'm Lucretia Lyon, guys, you can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. Thank you for listening to Believe in Soap Operas. If you're not subscribed to the show, be sure to hit that button so you get new episodes each week in the feed of your favorite podcasting app. Like us? Rate us. Have something to say? Leave us a review. And the first audio soap opera that went back to the roots of the genre during quarantine forever and a day is back. February 1st, so be sure you're subscribed to that show as well. It's on all the same podcasting platforms you can find this one. Stay safe and sane, Soap fans, and stay tuned because we have a lot in store for you on Believe in Soap Operas. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.